It's great. It's great to be here at the Bell House. Maybe Thank I'm you. here too. Yes. You're here. You're here as fuck, man. My hands are legit wet. I thought we had one more minute. I, I, I washed my hands. Give him a hand. I'm so sorry. Holy cow. No, it's perfect. Oh, thank you all for coming out. Oh, this is my favorite venue close to a disgusting canal. No. Thank you. This is a dream. I did not know where this place was because I've never been here, right? I've never been here before. I left New York before, I think before it opened. I used to live on 2nd and Court Street, so just over there. Shout out to Street. And, and that bridge is the one and only place I've kind of been mugged one time. Explain. <laughs> I was biking from, I'm going to assume Prospect Park or more realistically, a bar in Park Slope back home uh, with my friend. And, and this is like pre, because I think this opened in 2010, 2009 maybe. Yeah. So I'm going to go with like, 2000, probably five or six. Okay. Kind of. So just set the scene. So you were an OG gentrifier. It's pretty. Well, I was gentrifying an Italian neighborhood. So. Chinese guy gentrifies Italian. So what is that? There's a joke that we don't have time to construct. This right is now. okay. Yeah, yeah. We should we should have brought the whiteboard. We never bring the whiteboard. And that's a failing. Got to bring so the whiteboard. How did you kind of get mugged. So what happened was I was biking. I was real drunk, um, and uh, we were biking over the Ninth Street. And a guy kind of like interceded in the road and said, "I have a knife." And my friend and I, I think I, I'm trying to remember exactly because it was quite a long time ago. But I said something to the effect of. I think I can give you $20 and there's four days left on this Metro card. <laughs> and the dude was like, all right, that's good. <laughs> and I gave it to him. He never showed a knife. And so there is a real ass world where he just wanted to tell us he had a knife. <laughs> See, this is, this might be the Chicago in me, which is not to say it's harder. Like we're not harder asses than New York. We're just yeah. maybe like, a little crazier because my instinct is someone says I have a knife I'm like prove it yeah also we show were show me that knife I want to see how serrated it is I want to see the length <laughs> of the blade so I know how much to be scared we were two grown ass boys on bicycles <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're just supposed to bike away from the man who has a knife <laughs> he was not in a vehicle I uh, no. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Yo, oh, Is This Racist? Thanks for coming, everyone. This, this I applauded is, for them. I, I did this as if I were in the audience. You are, in a way. We're all our own audience. This is the podcast where we eventually get to your racism voicemails. We're going to take our time. Uh, my name's Tawny Newsom. That's Andrew T. Still here after all this time. I'm uh, back in Brooklyn. He used to live here. I never have lived here, but I've played this venue so many times. I love it so much. I've been here a yeah. bunch with uh, Spontaneous Nation Live with Ooh. my friend Paula Tompkins. Ooh. Yep. I've been here with bands. Oh my gosh. I, the first time I played here was with a band in 2010. I was such a little child and I just remember rolling up and being like, we're playing in New York City. Yeah. And I said that out loud and a man walking by goes, it's Brooklyn. That's true. Okay. It I is Brooklyn. Corrected. Is it still the case where you're like allowed to fish but you cannot eat the fish or ought not eat the fish out there? Is that, yeah. Who, I remember that. Who fishes in that canal? Uh, one person who fishes in the canal, I believe is not here, but one of, one of the uh, people I used to work with uh, at Comedy Central uh, would fish in that motherfucker occasionally. Also, oh. I was going to say, if anyone's a long-time listener to the show, uh, I have, of course, over the years, talked a lot about when I worked at Comedy Central and insinuated that every single white person there was racist. Um, but if you're one of, like, the four that I like who are here tonight... Um, <laughs> Y'all are the good ones. <laughs> Y'all are ones of the good ones. I just, oh, there they are. Hi, guys. Sorry. Oh I hope Lord. I didn't get anyone in trouble. That's true. <laughs> he called you out, and you're outing yourself now. Yeah. That's brave. Thank but you yeah. for your service. 
Um, so thank you all for being here. We're going to have a great show for you. We're going to sit down now. Oh, we it's never know when to sit. I always know when to sit. It's when I'm tired. Um, <laughs> but it's always a negotiation of when the vibe is right to sit. Uh, so we have some fun things planned for you all. But first, I want to know how many of you are... Uh, what do we say first? How many of you have heard the show before? Yeah. Clap for it. Who's here? Amazing. Thank you for being here. Who's here because a significant other or someone you're interested in banging thought you were a little racist and needed to hear it? <laughs> Just like someone? Who's here because There's some always one, by the way. I know you're not raising your hand, but there's always one. I, I like the idea of this as like a second like hinge date or something. Yeah. Like Hey, you want to come with me to a show? Yeah. Well, let's see how you like it. <laughs> it's probably the bluff. Like, it's just like two people, one racist, and. Tale as old as time. <laughs> you know, it's a classic New York love story. It's a meat cute. Gotta figure out how racist they are. Right. And then it's just like a, it's like a game of chicken at a certain point. Yeah. And do you just, do you come to the show and then just keep looking at them to the right? right. Anytime we make a joke, it's Which like, part are they laugh laughing at? at the right times? Yeah. Are they laughing for the wrong reasons at the right Why? times? Um, then the other question we ask is, how many of you just saw the name of the show and are here for the wrong reasons? Yeah. Who racist? Yeah, that's no. right. <laughs> I'm going to guess. No, didn't know who that was. Okay. <laughs> Um, um, well, we love doing these shows live. We've done a handful this summer in random-ass cities. Yeah. It was just like where we had friends that we wanted to see yeah. and where our agent was like, this venue says you could come That's by. true. You're allowed in. Yeah. So it, it's the most haphazard tour that has made no fucking financial sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's really brought me a lot of joy to just like see, see our Yeah. It's, it's so nice to, to finally see everyone. It's nice. To, I will just say I was thinking about this two seconds ago backstage. Um, and I was like, New York actually is the city that finally confirmed to me that I was not out of my mind, that it was in fact all real racist. And like... This is the city that made you feel sane. Yeah, which is bad because I grew up in Michigan. It's on me that I didn't know that shit beforehand. Yeah, what, what was like the deciding moment? Here's actually why I was reminded because I was holding oh, a, a delivery bag. Um, and this is the city where uh, people of every color, creed, but mostly white people, when I was coming into the office with my lunch, after, during my lunch break, or into my lunch break, would, you know, some version of deliveries in the back. And I was like, Misunderstanding. Yeah. These motherfuckers are racist. Thinking that you were bringing a delivery, not about to yeah. devour a delivery. And now, they could, you know, if you looked carefully, you could see it in my eye. I wanted that lunch. <laughs> I fucking love lunch. Now, devil's advocate. Yeah. I know the devil don't need no advocate because he's the devil. But, um, counterpoint. Counsel. What? Proceed. <laughs> Counterpoint, were they maybe just judging the amount of food you had? Because they were like, surely one person. This is not for one, one man. Surely one man. Are the, is that two large soups? Yeah. I mean, four forks, he must be delivering to a, you know, a, there's a, a meeting family. of some kind. Yeah, yeah in here. Yeah. He must have three children. Why, why the catering tray, my man? Right. Well, it was for my lunch. So it's less racism and more just portion shaming. Yeah. You know what? We'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of that eventually. Yeah. Oh, man. So the thing I regret the most... Great. ...has been um, this city-to-city uh, -to -city tour promise, which started in Boston, where I, um, <laughs> I initially said on mic, on uh, podcast mic, in my home, in the safety of my own home, where I really thought I would not have to deal with any consequences. I said I would eat a lobster on stage. Um, and the venue, the terror in the stage manager's eyes when I was like, so I'm thinking of having a, a lobster delivered to eat on stage? And he was like, I'll get you a lobster roll, my man. Um, I like that the compromise, he was like, you can't eat a whole lobster, please put it between bread. Yeah. <laughs> It was, that was, I don't know why, I just, I was, I was, uh, as always, writing checks, my ass can't cash, yeah. So I did that, and then, in like the moment of rawest honesty, 
I actually got, like, I'm like too dead inside to have stage fright, but for some reason, when the lobster roll arrived, I like actually froze up. I didn't know what to do with it. I freaked out. And so... Because you've never had seafood greet you on stage before. Yes. I don't know what happened, but I, I like actually ate it the wrongest way humanly possible, which was to go orthogonal to the, to the roll, down the mid. Top down. Top down. Uh, took a bite. And again, in a fugue state, I'm like, fine. Don't worry. I'm, I'm fine. But truly in that moment, it did not occur to me that human beings could see me doing this. Um, so I ate that super gross. It wasn't until a listener called it out. Like, like, like half an hour later. The microphone and was like, I have two questions. The first one is, why did you eat that like yeah. that? Yeah. Some of that made it to the episode. I don't remember what, but... We talked about yeah. it. Yeah. So I ate it super gross. So then, in, in the, you know, organic way that this podcast grows bits that you love, mm -hmm. that became the thing. Find the local thing and eat it the grossest way possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in Minneapolis, uh, there's a hamburger called the Juicy Lucy, which is yeah. essentially, it's less this than I hoped. In my head, it was essentially like a meatball full of Velveeta. Um, I think that's how it was supposed to be. I think it was, yeah, I kind of, I maybe got a little cold. I was, I was trying to just like crack it and just let the Velveeta, <laughs> let the Velveeta flow. Ugh. Like I was. It was rough. I guess like Rocky. Who, who it was a rough. It was just like watching you eat. It was like you you were in the, some kind of minimum security prison. Yeah. And I was watching yeah. you eat the local meal there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we are we are against uh, prisons except for when it comes to me. So, Put me in jail and don't let me do that. So what did you bring for yourself? So to for today, humiliate yourself. Well, two things. Here? Two things had happened. One is. I thought it'd be funny to eat a Jamaican beef patty, but like, like a Capri Sun, essentially. <laughs> I think that's not gonna happen, but the other thing that happened was I got kind of embarrassed just ordering one single beef patty, so I got 10. No, no, and this isn't like a, oh, I'm gonna eat all 10 kind of jam. Um, what it is, though, is a segment, a new segment for New York City only called Who Wants, Who wants a, beef a Beef Patty? patty? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come to the mic. Don't if anyone wants come to... to the mic. Just go pass them out, and I'll chat. All right, you, you chat. Know. You chat. And Andrew's going to pass them out. We've got some plates. These were ordered... These were delivered maybe 15 minutes ago, so they haven't been sitting too long. They're not hot, but they're not old. They're warm. They're warm. They're warm. Just full disclosure. I'm, I'm sure you've had worse beef patties, and I'm sure you've had better. You know, and that's the balance this podcast is always striving for. Yeah, I, a beef patty is, and this is as not a connoisseur, but as a disgusting person, mm -hmm. they're always so good to me, like under, and there's no circumstances in which they're not the best thing I've ever had. Okay, you Okay, talk. so here, take your napkins, and you know he just washed his hands because he told you they were wet. Um, <laughs> how delightful. And then go pass these out like a flight attendant, and I am going to do a segment where I talk about uh, being black in Italy with a bunch of white women. <laughs> Uh, so, I just got back from Italy. I don't know where the fuck I am right now. I woke up this morning in my hotel and had like, it was like a scene from a, a Fincher movie where I was truly like, y you couldn't convince me I was somewhere I'd been before. Um, so I went to Italy with, I'll say, a group of white presenting women. They weren't all white, but for all intents and purposes, to the outside eye, every woman except for me appeared white. A couple of good friends, a couple of women I hadn't known before. And... I've been to Italy a bunch of times, and we all know that Europe has its own flavor of racism. We all know it's just different. It's not necessarily worse, it's not necessarily better. It's just different, but it's there. And watching them react to how people were reacting to me was a new experience. It was brand new. Because 
what ended up happening is the shit that I deal with anytime I go to Europe, but especially Italy. Anytime I go there, the stairs, the, you know, I, I don't know, who here's black and has been to Italy? Yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Like, it's just a thing. We know what happens. I don't know why I go there, frankly, because I'm like, at least at home, the racism I get, there's not an exchange rate, you know? <laughs> there's never been a stronger time to be racisted at in Europe these You're days. right, actually. You know, it's one-to-one one right strong now. dollar. Yeah. Small announcement. These are chicken patties. <laughs> Proceed. After all that, they're not even beef? Uh, five beef, five chicken. I'm saving one of those beefs for myself. You're right, okay. Uh, chicken. Who wants chicken? Hold on. You keep talking, you keep talking. Okay, there's one over there. Um, so I was kind of moving through the, the countryside and the cities in the way that I always do, which is a little bit like, fuck these people, I'm gonna spend my money and drink my Aperol spritz and have a great time, and they're not gonna affect me, right? But also having a little bit of an ear to like, you know, it's not always super comfortable to like feel like that. And that's okay if I feel a little uncomfortable. I don't have to be like brave and tough all the time. I can feel a little sensitive. But what I didn't realize was that um, my friends had not ever traveled to Europe with a black person. So they were seeing this for the first time and they were shook. They did not like it. It made them very upset. They were very worried for me. And they are, they are fantastic women who like handle things the right way and know how to like talk about things in an intelligent manner. So what they did was they checked in with me to be like, hey, and it took a couple days, but they checked in with me to be like, hey, we've noticed this and it's wild. Are you okay? <laughs> and I had to be like, yeah, cause I live, I live black all the time. <laughs> so I'm very used to this. But what's interesting is their instinct to squash down their feelings. Cause they were like, you know what? It's not for us to be super affected by this. If you're not like, let's not center ourselves and make it about us. So they were kind of, you got more patties. People want this patties. This is, okay, this, this person is right Two left, okay. All right, one here, one here. I'm sorry, everyone else. Thank you for coming. We can go backstage and get more like hummus and pita maybe. I don't know, they're hungry, Andrew. I feel very like hungry. nurturing towards this audience. I have a half of an Italian sandwich. Anyone want my half Italian sandwich? Anybody want a bite of the pizza? We should order a pizza. This is like a little sleepover. A little bit. This is nice. I, I also like the undercurrent of handing out a little snack while I'm like telling a racism story. It's I good. really, I feel, I'm like, I'm like right at the line because I'm like trying to be entertaining yeah. while not overshadowing you. No, it's good. And it's bonkers. It rides the bizarre tonal line that our podcast always does. <laughs> Which is like, we're talking about a tough topic, but also here's some jokes and fun shit. Um, so yeah, so these women didn't want to center themselves and they wanted to check in with me. But then what I realized was they were kind of suppressing how they felt about it. And after a day or so, and a bunch of Aperol spritzes and alcohol, one more thing that happened, the funniest thing that happened was a drunk woman came up to me. I'm standing like shoulder to shoulder with my friend who I was there with, who this woman had been talking to. And she comes up to me separately and goes, who are you here with? And I'm like, basically touching my friend. And I was like, oh, I'm with th these girls here that you were just talking to. And she goes, oh, you're part of this group? And, <laughs> and I just wanted to be like, if I wasn't, what kind of a fucking creep? <laughs> touches shoulders with a stranger. How do you think I'm not with this group? So I think that kind of put them over the edge where they were like, you being asked who you're here with is like insane to us, blah, blah. So anyway, after a couple days, I realized that they were sort of squashing their feelings down about it. And I was like, you know, I think that you guys need to maybe feel this a little harder and like be okay talking about it and not worry about the fact that I'm just kind of like, oh, who cares? This always happens. Because th those are the conversations that are important important and validating for black folk when we talk about that stuff and when we say like, oh my God, when I go to Italy, it's so racist. So that you don't go back to your office and have your coworkers of white people be like, what do you mean? Isn't it just like normal? Isn't it normal? Isn't there everyone there? Like we need those white folks to have felt that really hard and to feel really uncomfortable so that then, then when they come home, they have that story too. And so I was like, I feel like this is kind of important for you guys to like talk through. So we ended up like sitting at a little bar and like, me sort of just like letting them hash through. You had to do a little session? I, I didn't have to do shit, cause like I wanna <laughs> stress that they were not placing any sort of burden on me, but I realized like by them not trying to burden me that they weren't really processing it. So I was like, 
you guys need yeah. to feel this a little bit because this is what happens to me every time I come here and I've gotten really practiced at it. Y'all are the ones that need the practice. And it was like mm -hmm. pretty, I, I think pretty helpful and it like did help them kind of calm down because they were really worried about me and I was just like, <laughs> guys, I'm, I'm breezy, okay? I'm so breezy here, but it, I don't know. I just think it's, it led me to a, a, a it, it's not often I travel with, um, no shade to them, they're lovely people. It's not often that I travel with a group that's that white presenting. Normally my group is pretty, I don't know, Andrew's always there. My, <laughs> I, there's always like three other black women with me. So I was like, this is new for me, but I, it, I don't know. It, it was important that they felt it. And I just was like, I think more of that needs to happen. More of the like, white people feeling safe to feel uncomfortable and process the shit. Because then the next time they go out with a black woman somewhere, even just in the States. Just be cool about it. Yeah, and they're going to be better at it. Yeah. Right? And that's what you guys are doing if you're white and you're here. Yeah, everyone here is a hero. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I feel like I undercut that. No, you gave it a button because I didn't have one. Um, well, my button was... Do you think we have a Gallagher-level rider on our show for the amount of crumb cleanup that is about to have to go down? I feel bad. I'm sorry to the Bell House. I think the Bell House has a broom, and I think... I don't know. The number of like weirdo art punk bands I saw here in the mid-2010s, I think were the least of their worries. Did you slurp down that beef patty yet? Ah... <sighs> I'm going to tell you, it got a little... I think it maybe has been sitting in the... Um, it just got here. It was a little on the... All right, all right. Ready, y'all? How was everyone else's beef patty? Y'all enjoying yourselves? Okay. Well, I got a sideways thumb. Oh, y'all are Jamaican, so you knew better oh. than to ask for Oh, this. my God. You knew this one wasn't going to be good. Why did you accept it in the first place? Okay. Mm -hmm. Scale of one to ten. They how wanted bad? to see how bad it was. Scale of one to ten. Okay. Six. Okay. Hey, that's a D. You could still go to summer school. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna we're uh, we're gonna do. We have some voicemails. We also have microphones at the sides of the stage. Um, it would be nice. It's always fun at the live show when people come and narc out their family members and classmates and coworkers. Sometimes mm -hmm. people in the room. Mm -hmm. um, Gives it a nice. It's nice to have a face to the to the problem mm -hmm. bringing. That's always mm -hmm. fun. So we'll it, give you an opportunity to do that after maybe one or two of these that we yeah. have recorded. Let's go. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go with one that was actually near the bottom of my list. But weirdly, this this episode, this show. I guess because we're in lovely Gowanus Canal, Carroll Gardens, maybe Park Slope, I don't know which. Is this place called Gowanus now? Yes. It's called Gowanus. When the fuck did that happen? That's new, right? Am I crazy? I'm no. Crazy. It's since at least like 2010, right? Wait, and it was always here? called Gowanus? Are you 12 this... years old? <laughs> <laughs> well, how long has it been called Gowanus from the native? Holy Damn. shit, 40 years, wow. Okay. All right. All right. I just never paid attention. Guanus it is. I was too busy giving people my used up Metro card. <laughs> you were too busy um, mugging yourself. <laughs> anyway, the thing, so the thing that um, I'm realizing is this has become a rather anti-Italian episode. Uh, no, how? What did I do? Just talked about the racism I experienced? Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, but then also, um, I said Italian something earlier. Anyway. Wait, can I, can I defend myself for one second? I had been in the country two hours, and I sat down <laughs> to drink an espresso, and my friend met me, and we're in this little, like, seaside town, and this little boy runs by me, and he turns around, and he goes, <gasps> yo, 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 yo. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't let me finish. I said anti-Italian in a good way. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we'll play some voicemails and, and uh, people can come up and ask their questions. If you want, uh, as a little incentive, we have the last of our Earwolf uh, merch. Old merch. To where if you um, haven't been listening to the show for more than a year and a half, you won't get it. <laughs> we left Earwolf and we're 
not mad at individuals, but we're mad at the system. And there's probably four or five individuals. <laughs> Some individuals. But are, these shirts say just doing my best because it was a thing we used to say, but it doesn't matter anymore. Anyway. Anyway. Old little, merch. little incentive um, if you want to come ask a question. But first, here we go with a voicemail. Hi. So I had a quick question. Um, so one of my friends says it's racist for Italian to say the N-word. Now, I'm Italian. <laughs> I haven't said it. But I feel like it kind of isn't because like Mexicans and Puerto Ricans can say it. Like six nine, the rapper, he's Puerto Rican slash Mexican, and he still says it. Now I'm not saying like that's a good thing or not, but I'm just curious. Like I'm not white. I'm brown. I've actually been confused for being Mexican or Puerto Rican. And I'm like, okay, so does that kind of give me like a right away to say it or not? Thanks. Andrew! <laughs> you have to start making me listen to the voicemails ahead of time. It's fun when you don't. I, sometimes it's fun, but then sometimes I have like an outer body experience. <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't expect any of that. That was like a real greatest hits. I actually, I had that at the end because I was like, we can't top that one. I but feel like it just had a good energy. You know? I feel like you. I feel like that is fake, and you hired an improviser to to record that. There's, I guess it's always possible, but I no hope way. not. That's like Matt no, Madaka doing a voice. <laughs> there's no way that's real. So his premise is. Yeah. I'm Italian. I yeah. should get to say the N word because yeah. Mexicans and Puerto Ricans yeah. get to say it. That's the too long didn't didn't listen. Right? You know how a lot of times, like in your heart of hearts audience, you're like, you know, eventually racism's just gonna die out, right? The kids are the kids are gonna be okay. Uh -huh. This voicemail, I want every time you think the kids are gonna be fine, they're not that racist. <laughs> I want you to remember this shit and just know that the well is endless. <laughs> I'm so shook. <laughs> the fact that he just presents as fact that <laughs> yeah. Mexican people, Puerto Rican people get to say it. I, I'm also like, where are you hanging out? <laughs> I'm going gonna, gonna to tell you. It's hanging out around here, probably. <laughs> you going off his area code? Nah, just his vibe. Oh. <laughs> I haven't written down an area code in years. Um, how did you say that this is a young person? Do you know that this is a young person? Yeah, only because I didn't recognize the rapper. <laughs> what rapper did he say? I missed that. I, I couldn't hear it. Did y'all hear it? No. Someone right. who's Mexican and or Puerto Rican. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, <sighs> that's yeah. What? I mean, look. Here's to the to the extent that this has any relevance. We are not quite in the heart of. But we are pretty close to the epicenter of Italians aren't white, historically, right here in lovely Italian-ish Brooklyn. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, to the extent that there's this, this fucking fool has any leg to stand on. Yeah. There was a time when Italians weren't white. Sure. Um, that time is not today. Yeah. <laughs> It's not. I, I acknowledge that it was different, like, back when it was, like, the Italian and the Irish was, like, a major thing. Yeah. That is not That's listen, now in any, like, tangible, societal, you're getting denied a bank loan kind of a way. That time was, I think, like, just that's the entire plot of the movie Gangs of New York. Yeah. That's the, the beginning in it. Well, not the beginning, but right. and basically it's, the end. And it's important to acknowledge those things. It's not like we're saying everybody had it easy. <sighs> It's just, <laughs> it's just like in light of the, the major systemic, you know, societal widespread racism that happens to people of color. Yeah. It's low on the list of things that we need to worry about. Well, it's heavy on this kid's mind. And Clearly. I, I have a uh, unique proposal that is, again, no, this one, this part of it is going to go out to everyone, but this is Brooklyn's hearing it first. Just say it, kid. Go out. See what happens. <laughs> Good luck. 
ahead. Go ahead. Actually, if we responded to more bigots of any nationality <laughs> or any color, yeah, we're just it. like, I should be able to say the N-word. We should just be like, okay. Yeah. Have a great time. You know what? There's an F train coming right now. You want to hop on there? And we usually have out? a no follow-up rule. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear what happens yeah. to this kid. Call us from the ICU, dog. Let us know yeah. how that worked out for you. Yeah. But I'm Italian! Yeah. All right. Hope you got Italian health insurance. <laughs> you about to get your ass Best whooped. in the world, Europe. Love it. It better be. It better um, be. Yeah, maybe we should just start encouraging racists to just try it out and see what happens. Yeah. Then maybe they'll stop. That's a terrible One idea. One person's loving it too much in the back. Tells you some people are here for the wrong reasons, and you know what? Thank you. Your, your ticket money still spins. Thank here. you. We're here for y'all. Um, do we? Is it? Does anyone wanna? Does anyone want to touch question? this hornet's nest? Yeah. Does anyone want to diffuse the tension in this room? Or are we going to listen to a regrettably not as good voicemail as that one? God, was so good. Okay, here we go. All right, try this again. I'm a 50-year-old white guy from Oregon. Um, and I grew up <laughs> going to school in the 80s. Uh, mostly schools that were about 50-50 white-black. Uh, and in the 80s, there was a shirt, big colored shirt that said, love, see no color, and I had one, I'd walk around school with it. I thought I was being cool, because I was saying, you know, you don't see color, the love doesn't see color, but uh, was I just doing the equivalent of saying, I don't see color, being racist? Help me out. Aw, I don't see a, color. This is a nice person. It is a nice so person, so we're sorry in advance for everything. <laughs> for roasting you a little bit. So if it was a little muffled, the basic gist is this, he, he grew up in Oregon in a black and white community and he would wear a shirt that said, love doesn't see color. And he's like, was that bad? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite was crystal clear from the back of the room as he said, I'm a white guy in my 50s from, Ormar from Oregon. Someone just said, scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and God. you know what? That's scary. Oregon is a wild place. Is anyone from Oregon? Did anyone live there at all? No. What, one person? What town did you live in? Not to dox you, sorry. Eugene. Eugene. Been there a lot. Um, so I have both white and black family from Oregon. Um, a lot of my family's from Portland and from like Beaverton and the surrounding areas. It's uh, wild. <laughs> um, but there is like a long-standing... There, there's a there's a there's a long history of both white and black people coexisting in a you know um, not always a great way. But black people have been there for a long time. I know we love to tease Portland as being like super white now, but it I mean in the 80s when I was like a little kid living there, it was very very black at least the neighborhoods I was in. Yeah. So uh, there is like a um, how do I best put this where I'm not going to get phone calls from my aunts and uncles. Um, <laughs> Tony, if your family listens to this podcast, that is a goddamn miracle. <laughs> Every stream counts, guys. Um, <laughs> there can be a feeling amongst the white folk there, especially those who've been there since like the 70s, that, that there's a feeling of like, what do you mean? We've always lived amongst black people and it's always been fine. Like there's like a, a real overlooking of the actual like tensions that have happened just because they've always had to figure it out, um, and there hasn't, I don't feel, hasn't always been a lot of like nuanced conversation in those circles, because it's just been like a, what are you talking about, like an abrasiveness to bringing it up, because it's just been uh, kind of a given that you just have to coexist. Right. And now that it is so much more white and East Asian, but like definitely way less black than it ever used to be, I feel those conversations have gotten like even more minimized. Sure. To where like my black family that lives there, like, they don't talk about this shit at all. And when I say something like, wow, wild living in Portland these days, huh? They're just like, what do you mean, blank, blank? Right. It's like they don't feel comfortable or it's just no one's having those conversations in their circles. Um, but does that mean we've, we're like regressed from like bumper sticker level? Like, cause that's like e-racism level discourse. <laughs> e racism Which by the way, we should, come on. Wouldn't it be sick to have an e-racism shirt or a... <laughs> 
I guess coexist you, with all the with all the different with all symbols. the different symbols. You just pitch in '90s bumper stickers as our merch now. I guess I have no choice. <laughs> Having said it out loud, we always pitch merch, and as you can tell, Don't never have it. it. Mm-mm. <laughs> It takes a lot. We're an independent operation. We're um, a conceptual merchandising company for Yo! Is This Racist? And thank you for listening to mm-hmm. our presentation. All of our uh, merch are NFTs that you also cannot buy. <laughs> it's a non-profit NFT. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we feel nah, about... Nah, fuck these. Right? Oh, is that what NFT yeah. stands for? <laughs> yeah. Sit down comedy, everybody. Oh, um, that's all the energy I have. How do we feel about the love doesn't see color, I don't see color? Here's my thing with this. It's like, you know, we talked about the youth and we talked about the, we're talking about this old, old white man now. Old, he's 50. Old. Um, Sorry, we're 22. Who's Paul McCartney? Uh, no, what I was going to say is, and this I, I'm realizing is potentially um, like a literal flaw of mine, like in my brain. But like, what is it with like hanging on to shit that you did in the past? Like, I disavow anything I've ever done. Like, who cares if you wore a fucking whack shirt in the 80s? Maybe he still has it. Or named it. a neighborhood Gowanus, allegedly. <laughs> Maybe he still has the shirt and he wants to know if he can wear it now. Well, now you'd be like, what? Yeah, now it's like throwback. Like, oh, it would be so corny if I really believed this, right, guys? I guess. <laughs> just, yeah. just like live it. It's fine. Jettison everything. Sure. I'm like Kylo Ren, basically. That's the best I could do. Just like fucking fuck everything in the past forever. Is that his deal? Was yeah. that Adam Driver? It was. Okay, good. Yay, I know Star Wars. I know oh, this is Star a Star Wars. Trek crowd. I'm replacing the character with a new actor every 10 years. What? Oh, is that a Star Trek joke? I guess. Are you, ta- are you, are you trying to bring in like the JJ movies? Are you calling that a replacement? Because that's a different universe, my friend. <laughs> you regret walking down this path, don't you? You regret this. There's like I'm moments. Hot off Star Trek day, baby. There's moments where I feel like I'm like. Wouldn't this be a fun road to go down with Tawny? And then I a little floor Star it. Trek bit, right? And then I'm like, and we're like Thelma oh Louise over a cliff. Tawny, why did I? Why did I do this? Anyway, I'm Kylo Ren from Star Wars. <laughs> Congrats. Uh, I think in general, for anyone, I mean, just in case we need to answer this part of it, like the real part of it at all. I'm sure you all know these things, but just in case for anyone listening who's Stupid, I don't know. Um, the whole stupid like, listens work. <laughs> we love the stupids. Every stream counts. Um, but for anyone who thinks that the like I don't see color is still a valid argument in this the year of our Lord 2022, I don't know those people. But if you maybe you work with some of them, uh, you know the reason why that argument doesn't work is because by choosing not to see how someone might be different from you or coming from a different perspective is ultimately not honoring who they are, what all they represent, and not acknowledging the challenges they might face that are different from yours. So that's why when these all lives matter motherfuckers love to be like, well, we're all just one race, the human race. It's like, that's not, that's not You sure as fuck don't believe that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't see race. Literally, the rest of society does so. Fucking so we we gotta we gotta see it in a way that supports and helps people, you know. Yeah, who come from different backgrounds than us. Anyway, so obvious to say that in this room, but burn your fucking shirt, homie. There are sometimes people listening that come from a. We have we have a weird audience. That is true. I do feel like sometimes I'm talking to you know like when you're talking to all your like adult friends. And then suddenly, like, a toddler walks in the room, and you have to be like, okay, and you have to, like, reframe how you're talking about something. That's how I feel sometimes. We'll get a tweet from someone who's been like, I've been listening to your show for 18 months, and I have this incredibly rudimentary question. And I'm like, how have you been on the earth this long, and you still have these questions? I think there's legitimately, I, let's everyone, we'll start a little, um, like, a, a wager going out back after the, after the show. I think there's a chance we get a real... Yeah, but Italians aren't, aren't white, though. <laughs> after, on Twitter, after this comes out. You're allowed to think whatever you want. 
Um, let's do, it really is nice when, if someone, does anyone want to come ask a, a low racism question Ooh. at the mic? Please. Okay. I see some folks. Somebody want to out their boss or their friend yeah. or their mom. Come to this one mic over here. here There's one mic here. over there. There's one mic over here. There's one mic over there. Line up. Hello, friend. Hello, friends. Hello. Uh, first What's time, your long name? time. Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. What's yeah. Up? How are you? Is that Ronnie? mic on? Is it on? Yeah. yeah it's on. You got, okay, here's the thing with microphones. You gotta eat it. So much closer than you wanna be. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So I was wearing a blue tunic with silver embroidery to work, and I had a coworker stop me and say, hey, I love that shirt. It's so cultural. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, several of us just got stabbed in the abdomen. <laughs> what the fuck? Cultural. 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 What oh did you say? I just said thank you. <laughs> sure. You're at work. Yeah, yeah. And uh, backed away. Sure. And, and do I have to ask, but were they? You know. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, cult. Ronnie, do you want it? We got an XL or L t-shirt. L. You keep um, talking, Tony. I will. Okay, so cultural. What a, what a nice coded word for I don't know where you're from. But I like your very exotic outfit, <laughs> which is, I don't know, sometimes, I, let's, give, let's give Ronnie a hand. Thank Yay! you. Yay! So um, thank you for sharing that. God, sometimes our need to give a compliment, sometimes we just gotta squash it down. Because <laughs> as, as much as you think this will be nice for the other person, it's just like if saying something the wrong way that like reveals your ignorance. Yeah. It's just not nice for them. So then who's the compliment for? Like, just don't. If you're not sure, if you don't know what you're about to talk about, if you don't know where they're from or what, just don't give the compliment. Also, blue and silver. What culture is that? Judaism? Fucking Starfleet. <laughs> oh. Okay, your joke was better. I should have let you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, I should have let you Sorry. do it. We'll edit it so it sounds like only you answered. <laughs> yeah, just don't give a compliment if you're not sure what the fuck you're saying. It's really... Just I say, mean, you look great today. I think the, cultural, too, is like this thing where, like, like, you know, going back to our first and worst caller, like... <laughs> and, and we see it today, just like the, with every time, basically, you hear the word woke... Like, there's nothing that white people can't turn into the N-word if they say it, right? <laughs> Literally nothing. I would have got promoted, but they hired that cultural fella. <laughs> it really is. You know, I you say it... A, you just need a piece of straw in the corner of your mouth and anything can be a slur. I say it too often, but, like, Bill, the way Bill O'Reilly says woke or says black is the worst shit I've ever, it's rough. you know, just like, ugh. It feels rough. Uh, okay, next person. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Hi, how are you? <laughs> oh, please feel free to move the microphone also. The microphone's uh, at a height that's wrong for everyone. Yeah, Hi. it's actually, we designed it so that it would move away from your face. I'm Jade. I actually suggested, I tweeted at you, I suggested the beef patty. Thank hey. you. Hey. Yay. Patties for the house. Wow, did you know you'd be feeding tens of people? I, I did not know. I mean, you could have been feeding them chicken feet, too. And did you, did you, were you glad to feed zeros of tens people? <laughs> My partner is here and said you could drink uh, your beef patty using a boba straw. Yeah. It, there's, listen, there's a lot of logistical issues that I every time think that I can handle and I have not yet once been able to handle. Yeah. But thank you so much thank you. for the suggestion. So I was hanging out with my best friend and my partner, my partner is a brown Puerto Rican and my best friend was talking about hair care and she has straight hair. And she said, the best thing you could do for your hair is put mayonnaise in it. <laughs> is that racist? Um, can I ask what what's your friend? Is she black? Is she white? I know you said she has straight hair, but she's a light skinned uh, Latina. Okay, she's Spaniard and Ecuadorian. Okay, so much more importantly, L or XL. <laughs> so I'm, 
I'm of two minds of this because I do come from some southern black folk who did the generation before me. My grandmother did used to put mayonnaise in my auntie's hairs and it in my auntie's hair and it haunts me when they would talk about it when I was young and I was like, you can't come near me with that. That's horrifying. So I do know some black people that do that. I'm curious, was your friend trying to tell your partner because they're Puerto Rican? Was it tinged with that? Or was your friend just sharing a, a, a disgusting hack? <laughs> Maybe both, because he has really thick, curly hair. Uh -huh. And he was talking about how difficult it is and expensive it is to care for it. Sure. So there is, there is like a, I don't know, are there some black people who want to back me up on this, on the mayonnaise thing? Do any of y'all have experience with that? <laughs> It's a protein treatment. Now, that was true in the 80s when they didn't really make products for us. Now, we have products, right? We don't have to live like this anymore. We don't have to break out the Hellman's. <laughs> Best foods. I don't know, regional, right? Is, is, any, is any black person want to defend the mayonnaise? No, right? <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't like coming from too biracial of a, of a stance. <laughs> and some black person was going to be like, actually, it's the best thing to put in your hair. I think it's nasty, but <laughs> people, people be doing it. But it does feel a little dated. They could just go get some products. Like Tr Tracy Ellis Ross makes a whole line of stuff. <laughs> and it doesn't go on a sandwich. She also said you can make it from scratch and it's even better. Well, if you make it from scratch, then it's just like egg and oil and like, I have made hair products from scratch, for, for sure. Mm. That can be the best stuff. I've put straight up olive oil in things to like make your own hair products. Avocado is great, but like... But if you make it from scratch, you also don't have to put like salt in it. Right. Like, <laughs> you don't have to like put a roasted garlic in. <laughs> or, or call it mayonnaise. <laughs> you can be like, I made this protein treatment for my hair and you don't have to tell people what's in it. Tony, if I may interject, this is the first time at a live show you've literally, you've tried to get our audience to go head to head against each other and I am fucking for it. We gotta, we gotta get a debate going, maybe a fight. No, I was just trying to recruit people to my side to make sure I wasn't coming at this too light-skintedly, you know, like, I just- Tony's to, trying to get y'all to fight. I'm trying to, diversity of perspective. Um, <laughs> thank you for your question. I don't think your friend is a racist. I think they just need to update their, their shopping list. I will, I will say, I didn't hear you, we had one L and three X. XL shirts Large. left. Large. Thank you. Give them a hand. Thank you so much. Sorry, I threw a weird. Who is next? Oh, oh you doing have, a bunch. Oh my gosh. Most Hi, everyone. Out of any All right, well, city. I guess we don't have to do voicemails. This is wonderful. That's great. Hello. Hello. Uh, so I took the show as an opportunity to come and see my old college roommate. And is that was... me? No, no, oh. no. no. <laughs> I was like, um, hi, girl, what's up? She, she's back there. Okay. Um, we were both, her. what you could have done is played us both off each other, making us assume that you were the other's college roommate. Because we would not have had time to confer. Right. And I was fully prepared to be like, oh, that's so wonderful. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. But I, um, I remembered a story from when we were in college together. We were sitting with a few of my friends watching TV in like a communal lounge. And this girl we had vaguely knew came and sat with us. She was white. She was, I think, from Louisiana and brought that up a weird <laughs> amount of times. Um, but we're watching some TV show and a black character comes on to the screen. And she looks at my roommate, the one black person in the room, and says, you know, I've got a lot of black friends. People tell me I'm black adjacent. Yeah, nice. Ooh. Black adjacent. Um, that's cool. <laughs> is it racist that that is my nickname for this girl and I've probably forgotten her name? Oh, that's so good. No, we love that. We love that. What size shirt do you want? No, no options. No, no options. options. That's what you got. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> Oh, we need to normalize calling like ge like gentle, ignorant people by uh, the, the ignorant thing, thing they that did. they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Black yeah. adjacent is a perfect nickname for that person. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. What a weirdo. Um, Come on up. Is it racist to call them black adjacent? No, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's not racist to call them that. I mean, that girl's wild it's as hell for wild. saying it. Yeah, but obviously. Who cares? Obviously. Hi, come on black up. Black edge. Hey, guys. Um, that doesn't so work. Don't, I really don't do that came one. up here because the previous caller, with him being from Oregon, it like kind of triggered a previous experience of mine. <laughs> so my partner's in the audience. 
She's a Korean American. Say woo, this. Babe. Loving woo. this. Thank you. So Don't woo yet. <laughs> <laughs> we visit Oregon quite a lot. We have some friends that live out there and we had an Airbnb. We were strolling the residential areas and I noticed that there were a lot of like signs that were like Black Lives Matter signs. Mm -hmm. And okay, cool. And I'm just strolling and noticing that there were no black people in the, <laughs> in the area. So mm -hmm. I, I was just like, where are all these black people that matter? <laughs> you know, like, is this like some type of um, year round Christmas type of uh, decoration? <laughs> That's the candy cane lane of yeah. oh. equality. Wow. Thank you for also having an actual better bit than I think we're going to be able to come up with on this one. Honestly, yeah, the comedy. At, it's, just, it's nice to just chill. On point. You did the work. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. The Black Lives Matter signs where there's no black people in the neighborhood. I mean, Portland, like gentrified Portland, and I guess a lot of gentrified areas, it is this thing where you're like, everyone more or less has the right, right. idea. Yeah. But Black Lives Mattering is theoretical yeah more than practical right and but without like, going into do? those people's homes and being like what are you doing to have you know yeah. actual impact and what what change are you making in your community like you don't know and the answer probably varies house to house from like some of those people probably are doing some really real shit because i know some real intense portlandites that are really you know they're out in these streets they're protesting they're actually fighting the fight they mean they mean what those signs mean and then there's some people who just put up a sign. Yeah. You know? And without like knowing them, but it is it it is worth noting when you walk through those neighborhoods and you're like, so all these lives that matter, they matter as long as they're just like two neighborhoods yeah, over, over, right? There, yeah. They matter Portland, as long as our Portland's property values don't Like go down. white people, like the real even the real, like all those like Antifa dudes, like white Antifa dudes fighting proud boys is like Roadrunner versus Wiley. It's just like, it's, it's the same like fucking... I'm I mean, sorry, you have to step that one out for me. Don't get me wrong. It's just like, it's like, they're, it's, they're like battling over a concept, I get. And you know, it's not true. Those people are it's better than It's not necessarily true, but you know what but I, you know I feel what as I mean. a black person, when I see that, like what you're describing, like a very, we know the type, like a very like white dude Antifa type, where you're like, I probably agree with you on 90% of things, but this still is not my vibe somehow. Yeah, and then obviously the proud boy, Nazi person, whatever. Yeah. When I see that, those types of groups going at each other, my biggest thought is just like, this is none of my business. Yeah, right, right, right. That, that maybe is, it's just like, that feels like the ultimate. I'm gonna go over here. This I want is for to this do is for this. white people to hash it out. Yeah, you among guys themselves. can figure this out. And enjoy downtown Portland. Yeah, I guess so. There's salmon. Yeah. Do they throw the fish there? That's Seattle. They throw That's the fish. Seattle. What's anyway. the difference? Functionally, very nothing little. to me. Um, thank you for thanks, your guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I think we have time for like one more, one more? basically. Yeah. yeah, hi, we never used, sorry, mic number two. Oh, mic number two Was is there? sad. Oh my God. I can hop over <gasps> there if that helps. No, 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 please, please stay comfortable. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Um, I'm Nicole. My girlfriend Bridget brought me here tonight. I don't know what she's trying to tell me. Nope. Um, mm -hmm. She's from Seattle, um, but this has nothing to do with her. But she's one of the good ones. <laughs> Um, she's the one that throws the fish. And <laughs> two years ago, I was in a class um, studying philosophy, which was the first red flag, and we were reading Aristotle <laughs> in class. And one of my classmates said, sure, he justified slavery, but he's one of the greatest thinkers of all time. <laughs> what do you all think of that? Yeah. Did, did Aristotle justify slavery? I don't know shit about philosophy. Yeah? I mean, when people are like, stand-ups are the modern-day philosophers like <laughs> philosopher yeah why would you want to be that <laughs> philosophers are the fucking worst sorry I, you guys me, seem cool I, I don't know for me like there's definitely uh, there's something that's almost more weird about that statement than there is about like look i don't know i'm not a philosophy head but if you're a major philosophy head and you love the teachings of aristotle 
Isn't yeah. it better to just talk Toddle about dogs. the things that you that align with your values that you like about that person, as opposed to being like, I know they justified slavery, but they also my very outside as a hater perspective on philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's like the law. It's a little bit like stand-up comedy in that, like, it's about this like brain in the jar logic. Mm-hmm. It's it's about the if then therefores, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what the fuck the conclusion is i.e. what that's a clever way to like that's a clever way to justify slavery i i one time i mean one of my friends who's like a a attorney who is like you know nominally a smart person would always be like well you know antonin scalia is just like a brilliant jurist it's like cool and it's like what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, there are causes and effects and results, yeah. and those results are bad every time that man or Aristotle or many philosophers get to justify their beliefs. So fuck them. Like, yeah. there's, it doesn't matter how, like, linear or, uh, you know, interesting or, the thinking was. Or, like, and maybe this is unpopular. Give this to them. Thank you. Give them a hand, please. I'm just gonna, I just wanna give myself a pat on the back for relatively good t-shirt throwing. Pretty good t-shirt throwing. That was a billion times better than I thought it was gonna be. You'd be a good, like, you'd be the good, like, cool math teacher at, like, a pep rally. Yeah. I'd be like... Throw the stuff well. It doesn't matter how you got there, it's the the results that matter. (laughs) What I was gonna say is, like... I know, I'm sorry. This is not like the most radical take, so maybe this is a little unpopular, but maybe just like like the thing you like in private. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, yes. as like a woman of color who loves like rock music, there's a lot of people and band, there's a lot of stuff that I've just had to acknowledge that like I like some of the things they've made, I don't agree with whatever. Yeah. And it's just so baked into, I wouldn't be able to like fucking anything. Like, black, yeah. black women, we would not be able to like a thing. I guess we, like, bell hooks and Beyonce, is that all we get for the rest of our lives? Like, I, I don't know. It just feels like, it's, it feels very natural to me to be like, I don't know, I, I love David Bowie. Yeah. And if somebody goes, well, you know, he, I'm going to be like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that's it. If you don't but have I'm never the... going to be like, I know he did that, but he also, like, I'm never going to try to convince. I'm never going to equate the things. Yes. Yeah. I just hold space for the complexity of a person. And for me, if I feel that the good and, and, you know, if I feel that that person's good outweighs the bad for me, then I'm okay still liking it. But I'm never going to, like, I don't know, proselytize about it. I think that's it. I mean, look, to the extent that the two of us who are... Highly compromised. We'll call it bozos. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Have anything to offer a room of folks like you, it is that like, I think the one thing that we actually bring to the table, because as you've heard, we're dumb as hell, but we are people of color who have had a lot of experience being able to like, like, like things it. with complexity, because yeah. it's like, yeah, it's never for us. There's always something fucking wrong with it. And like, we, like you don't need to just love everything about anyone, no. especially us. And you don't need to convince Yeah, anyone. don't fucking stick up for, for any of that shit. Just Especially if someone let from it a go. different, like, that's the other thing. If someone from a different, like, background or perspective from me says something valid about someone I like, I'm just going to shut up and be yeah. like, I'm going to be like, wild, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Our, our superpower is just the, the uh, and it's one that anyone can get, uh, which is just knowing when to shut the fuck up. And for two podcasters, that is... A superhuman strength. Exactly. And I think it's one that we're exercising right now. Is it time for us to shut, shut up the fuck up for the night? We're shutting the fuck up for the night. Brooklyn, thank you so much for coming Wait, out. They're groaning. They're groaning. We need to give them one last thing. Do you have one last little wild snippet of a voicemail? Um, we'll yeah, all right. Let's so go. Right? Let's go out on one more. All right. Yeah. Right? We're right on time. We got like three minutes. Okay, okay, yeah. Play a voicemail. We'll answer it in a stupid Yeah, so uh, I'm a white guy. I'm an educator, and I've been doing anti-racist education work for a really long time before I was trying to but I have a question. Um, 
if I'm not capitalizing the W in white, am I being racist? This is a thing that's coming up now. I'm not really sure. All right, thanks, bye. Ah. Uh... Aren't you glad we played this voicemail to a room full of copy editors? Capital W Capital White. Capital W White. Obviously, not obviously, I guess. I, it, that's the one where my, my, my reader brain, when I see black not capitalized black is in referring to people not capitalized it looks so racist yeah it's but annoying the thing that does look more racist is capitalizing the w in white it is shocking how racist that yep. looks to me yep if you don't capitalize the b in black it just feels like oh auntie you That's gotta bad. yeah we do that now. we do that now you yeah. didn't know you were you're still saying african-american just just That's capitalize fine. the b next in black. time and you'll sound, you'll sound more hip. You'll sound like you know a black person if you yeah. do that. If you capitalize the W in white, I'm like, we gotta get out of this town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gas up the truck. I think the new, the, new, the new Yo Is This Racist style guide is just like, the W is actually like two points smaller than all the Got rest of the text. Got to be. It has to, just a little bit, not a ton. That so H gotta feel it. tall. Yeah, just like a little. The H gotta feel tall so I know you're on the right side of history. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, thank you for coming out. Thank you for capitalizing thank the you B for and coming. And the B and Bell House. Sorry about all the mess. This is so bad to me.